Welcome to the new episode of Quarter Quest, Comics on the Cheap. Can I ask you a question before we begin? Have you ever wanted to have your own podcast? If so, we'd like to recommend Podbean. We've been using it for the last three years, and we love it. It's easy to use, and the customer support is amazing. Just go to podbean.com and enter the code HAUNTEDLOG at checkout and get your first month of podcasting for free. That's podbean.com, Haunted Log. Now, on to the show. Welcome back, everybody. It's it's Too Wordy, the comic book podcast where, I don't know, the rules don't count and the points don't matter. So, um, today we're back after like six months hiatus. We wanted to do this. We want to bring it back. What, what should we do? Should we do new book first? Let's do new book first. New book first. So we're doing something different. We're not doing everybody buys the same book and we're going to discuss it. Everybody bought a new book for themselves. And they're going to discuss that. So, all right. Who wants to go first? No, I can. Yep. All right. So I picked up um, Batman Superman World's Finest. And um, not a big Batman guy. Kind of burnt out on the whole Batman thing, especially since there's like, that's half of DC's catalog at this point. But I heard there's some big things happening in a few issues. So I'm like, I better keep up with what's going on. Mark Wade wrote it. Love Mark Wade's stuff. Mora was the trying to get his full name here. Dan Mora was the artist. The art is absolutely fantastic in this. It's really, really good. I was really surprised how much I enjoyed this. But again, Mark Wade wrote it. It starts off in Metropolis and Poison Ivy's there, which she's usually hanging out in Gotham. And um so obviously Superman goes off to kind of deal with it and Batman and Robin show up and it's the old blue Batman costume, not the whole dark hiding in the shadows crap. So it's beautiful. And, um, Metallo shows up as well and attacks Superman and hits him with red kryptonite, which by the way, have you ever noticed how all the kryptonite somehow landed on the planet earth? Like, everybody's got it. It's like a nickel. Everybody's got a nickel. Everybody's got kryptonite. Everybody can take out Superman. Anyhow. So Batman's fighting Poison Ivy. Superman's uh, getting hit by red kryptonite. And then they do a flashback to when Batman and Superman originally um, kind of started working together a little bit. And um, they take down the Penguin and uh, some Guardians. So, I'm sure it has something to do with the next book, but they really don't get into what the whole purpose of that was outside of them just saying, hey, you know, we know each other. Great. Um, and they learn to trust each other. Back to real time, uh, Batman is trying to help Superman get the red kryptonite out, where the red kryptonite is kind of taking over his body, and it makes him see things and do different things. And Superman just, like, loses his mind he he thinks he's battling zod he thinks he's fighting lex luther he's destroying metropolis he has no idea what's actually happening doom patrol shows up tries to calm him down that didn't go well and um so batman talks to negative man goes hey i need you to help me out here and then batman goes right up to superman and superman's trying to beat the crap out of him 
thinking he's Lex Luthor. And he's like, hey, you know, you can trust me. You know how you can, you can trust me because your biggest secret is you're Clark Kent. And the only person that know, or only a few of us know that, and I'm Bruce Wayne, we trust each other with our identities. Superman calms down. And uh, Negative Man is helping pull out the red kryptonite from his body. And uh, it leads into the Doom Patrol going to help perform surgery on Superman to get out the remaining red kryptonite so Superman can go back to his normal self. This was fantastic. Absolutely check it out. Um, I actually got a variant copy of it. I don't normally do that where it's the, from the classic meme of Batman slapping Robin, it's Superman slapping Batman. Yeah. If you can find it, check it out. Second issue just dropped on it last week. Uh, so definitely worth a read. That's what I had for that. Cool. Well, I did. I'm going to talk about Marauders. Volume 2, number 1. It was released last week. And the creative is Steve Orlando as the writer and Eleonora Carlini as the artist. The new team of Marauders are focusing on rescuing mutants again, what they were originally supposed to be doing. They learn that the first-generation mutants are being hunted to extinction. Who are the first generation of mutants? I haven't got a fucking clue. You'd think I would know this, but I don't fucking know. So, Kate Pride puts together a team consisting of Bishop, Psylocke, Dakin, Aurora, Somnus, Tempo, <clears throat> and Cassandra fucking Nova. The first mission takes the team to space, Shi'ar space to be exact, where they are discovered by the Magix Magistrix Xandra, who is Xavier and Lalandra's child, who is now the ruler of the Shi'ar, and she sends out Dolphus the Red to capture or kill the Marauders, not sure which, because it doesn't really explain what he's doing. I don't know who Dolphus the Red is. The team is ship the team ship is ripped apart by Eric the Red. So Dolphus the Red gets the we go ahead to take out the Marauders, but Eric the Red shows up. I had to go back and actually look at it and be like, did I miss something here? Alter ego. And that's where it ends. I really like any time the X-Team goes to Shi'ar space. It's always fun. It's one of my favorite stories, storylines. I also like the team they assembled, minus Cassandra fucking Nova. Uh, cons. Cassandra Nova. The art is kind of anime-ish. Like, sometimes it looks really good, and then other times, like, see, it's like, Voltron is like, Arr! and then she fucking, I don't know what the hell happened there, but it's horrible. Looks like Golem. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> see, sometimes it looks good, and then 
It looks like somebody else completely fucking drew it on other panels. So it's not, like, consistent all the way through. Overall, the the issue did enough for me to get excited for issue number two. Um, maybe they'll kill Cassandra Nova. Uh, here's to hoping. That's what I got, guys. I'll just bring her back again. And what if it's Cyclops as Eric the Redicant? Oh my god, come on. <laughs> Alright, so I bought probably one of the dumbest books I've ever bought in my life. Um, this is what happens when you go off of a key collector and you're like, oh, what's new coming out this week that there's going to be hot? So I, I bought one that I would not buy normally. I bought <clears throat> David Burns Cancelled. Ah, oh, God, it's by Black Caravan. It is the dumbest book I've read in a long time. It makes no sense. Um, it does make sense, but it's just a stupid story. So what happened is this guy gets canceled from his TV show that he does a whole bunch of stuff with kids. He wants to get revenge against the people who fired him, so he goes to the... The... I don't know. He goes to the studio and tries to knock down the... the whatever, the tower that's sending out signals with a crowbar and he gets electrocuted and he comes back this is just like um what what was that movie where he gets electrocuted in the electric chair and he comes back in his bike um you know what you know what i'm talking about um so he takes this he gets fired gets replaced by a clown and he comes back as a clown right and he starts to get like mind like brainwash the kids that are watching him to kill their parents like horribly right like hey tommy go push your mom down the stairs or hey billy go do this to your parents that part ends it ends up that was a movie that somebody was watching and then the people that are watching the movie are in a movie and then the people that are watching that movie are in a movie and then that people that are watching that are in a movie and it's, it's like just, space balls yeah it's just like one of those dreams that you just can't wake up from. It, I mean, the art's pretty good. Most of it. And then it just gets... First first story's like eight pages long. Next page is like five pages long. Next page is like four pages. Like, you know, it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller to do the same thing. Would not buy it. I don't care what CLZ says. Just because somebody's trying to hype up a book, it's not good. It's probably going to go to half price books tomorrow. So you started that, and the first thing that popped in my head was Sideshow Bob from The Simpsons. I wish it was Sideshow Bob from The Simpsons. <laughs> Would have been a better story. Would have been a lot better story. <laughs> All right. So what do we do now? We don't have top fives. We don't have a, a list. We don't have news at the store. We don't do that crap anymore. Um. Random? Random. Random reads! I was going to do a whole ons- uh, you know, entrance thing like I did before, but I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not feeling it. Not feeling it today. Well, Kirk, you want to go first? All right, I will go first. I picked up a few weeks ago the Punisher number one. Ooh, Jason Aaron. Yep. That Jason Aaron um, is the writer. 
it starts off with uh, a recap on the Punisher's family being murdered. I guess they put this in here for people who don't know his story. And then they do like a mon a splash page of like a montage of all the every Punisher iteration. Uh, the artist is uh, Dave Stewart. The picture for the Oakland A's? Yep. <laughs> so we start out and there's this group of uh, schmucks with uh, like uh, Roman centurion uh, helmets on. And they're going through inventory, and all they keep saying is, bless the war. Bless the war! They're going through all the ammo and armaments they have. Um, then they find out shots are being fired, and somebody says, Sir! Somebody by the name of the Punisher is on his way. And so they arm themselves with the Shi'ar... Uh, like rifle looking things they're like laser rifles and the lights go out and all you see is the uh, the rifles the muzzles of the rifles and then the lights come back on and there's only one guy left standing and it's the leader and he's got a hand missing and he says how and Punisher says, who do you work for? And he says, these people are dead. These people are dead. These people are dead. And the rest of your clients are going to be dead by the end of the week. Who do you work for? And he says, do you know what will happen to me if I tell you? He goes, I'll happen to you if you don't tell me. And he goes, he can do worse. And he says, for people like you, there's nothing worse than me. And they look at each other, and the guy says, bless the war! And picks up his gun, because Punisher said, either, either answer my question, or pick up your gun. And he does the stupid thing and picks up the gun. And... It cuts to a splash page of the Punisher with a katana in his hand. And the guy's throat's been slashed. The only problem with that is, is I think he meant to uh, chop his head off. Instead, he only nicked his, you know, slit his throat. And he even comment, he looks at him like, what? And then he's like, I'm still getting used to this thing. And then stab runs him through with it. <laughs> and puts it away. And he's standing in the the store, the warehouse, and uh, he says, uh, take the weapons, burn the rest. And that's when you're introduced to the hand. What I haven't mentioned is the logo for the Punisher. I happen to really like the logo for the Punisher. I think it's a cool, it's cool refresh. It's not been 
It's not the one that's been bastardized and taken by certain people that I don't want to talk about. So then it shows him returning to the Citadel for the Hand, where the Archpriestess meets him at the copter. And he asks if the hunters have returned. And she says yes with the day's catch. And it's about 12 or 13 people who are all murderous, murderers, rapists, and child abusers. And it uh, cuts the last panel on the page is the Punisher's getting ready to hack one of their heads off. And then it does a flashback. To how he became come came to be the hands, uh, leader. I I keep wanting to say the foot, but <laughs> I know. And uh, it shows them all attacking him in his compound, and um, then it cuts to him slicing the guy's head off. And he's killed everybody. And it says, find more for me tomorrow. And it says, yes, Lord. She says, yes, Lord Punisher. And he's walking away. And it cuts back to him fighting more ninjas. And they're starting to get the drop on him. And it's just splash pages of him fighting the ninjas. Pulling a pulling a knife out of the refrigerator and um, my favorite is how he's got all the throwing stars embedded in his body and he's still going and uh, they're all ganging up on top of him and he sets off an explosive of C four and takes out most of them. And then takes out a machine gun and kills the rest. And the priestess is talking about how she's raised these ninjas since they were little children. And he's slaughtering his children. And she says, and it was beautiful. And um, she brings out this tray and it's got like three knives on it. And she says, is this one of yours? And he puts pulls out his... He's got his gun up, and he says, no, but this does, and he puts it to her head. And she says, I thought you'd say that. And then she's got, uh, she says they are not at the compound as assassins, but with an offer and the chance to fulfill his true destiny. And she says, now look closely. Do you see something, something that belongs to you? And it cuts to in the Citadel. He's getting into bed. And his dead wife is alive. And it says something about a power that defies death. But she's like, you can see where she was shot. She's got the scars all over her fucking head. It's the Electra thing. Yeah. (laughs) So... My thoughts, I'm liking where it's going. 
I'm going to get the second issue, which comes out this week. The art's awesome. Jason Aaron. I haven't really read too much that I haven't liked by Jason. Um, so I want to see where it goes. And yes, the new logo emblem is, is pretty sweet. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I think it's all right. I think it's fine. I was looking through a, a magazine or a catalog for like survivalists, and inside there was a whole bunch of stuff with the Punisher logo on it. I'm like, that's not, that is not okay. You cannot call it the Punisher something, and it didn't have like a Marvel trademark on it. No. So I'm fine with them taking it back, like take, changing it, because yep. it doesn't mean the same thing it used to. Yeah. Like somebody converted it to something else, and it's like, fine. You know what? You want to use it? It's out there. It's not. We're not it, using it anymore. It's not what it was originally. I don't want to get into that. How they don't understand who Frank Castle is, or they just think it's a cool picture. It's like every it's pretty much that has to have a Superman logo on their car or yeah. Superman shirt. Just because you're uh, big doesn't mean you have the qualities of Superman, right? <laughs> they probably have this brain the size of you know a peanut. Yeah, but anyway. That's what I had. All right, do you want to go first? You want it? I was excited. To? I was excited to uh, talk about it. So <clears throat> I didn't even see that came out yet. So that's so this week is kind of like a theme for me. Um, it's a lot of female characters. So first one I read was Agent or Captain Carter. Uh, I didn't get the first printing. I thought it was going to be stupid, and I bought the second printing because I like the cover a lot better. Um. What do I say that's not a direct ripoff of Captain America here? Nothing. Did you um, buy it because it was a key? No, I bought this because I wanted to read it, and I didn't get the first one, but I wanted to see what it was like. Um, she gets thawed out from this the block of ice. Um, what's funny is, though, it's in Russians, like in international waters, and Russians are looking to put like a oiled like uh, <laughs> an oil drill there, so they think they have the rights to this land. The Americans think that because they own the super soldier serum that she belongs to them. And the UK is like, no, she belongs to us. She's a UK citizen. She walks into the, the meeting room where they're all discussing her future. And she just like punches her way through the table and is like, you know what? I'm still a British citizen. I'm going back to Britain. Um, she gets put into a new life. She's got supposedly a job, which they don't really say what her job is, but. I think her job is probably just working for the government. Um, she has a roommate or a person who lives upstairs that's really loud on making music. Um, so it's like, oh, there's Peggy, like, whatever, Carter, you know, in the, like the Cap Captain America movie. So she goes back and uh, she meets the prime minister and he's like, well, we have a special thing for you. Britain doesn't have any superheroes. It seems like Americans are just the only ones with superheroes, so we want to have you be the face of Britain's upcoming superpowers. She gets assigned Elizabeth Braddock as her liaison with the government. She's got pink hair. And they're talking about a group in America called the Fantastic Five. He doesn't really know what they are. So I'm kind of like, what era is this? Is this the 60s? Because none of the... I'm not even sure the cars in here look like pink, the, from the 60s, right? Pink hair. Yeah, Betsy Braddock has or that's uh, sorry, Elizabeth purple Braddock. pink hair. Yeah, they call her Lizzie Braddock in here, which is yeah, weird. Weird. Um, 
no, it's modern day cars. So then they're talking about the Fantastic Four, like they're brand new, right? He doesn't exactly know who they are. So this is a this is also a different world that they're in. Um, she gets attacked by Hydra and decides to become a super like super like a super superhero. God, why can't I talk tonight? Um, was it good? If you don't care that it's just a ripoff of Captain America, then you're fine. Um, just read Captain America. Who cares? <laughs> Alright, next one. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, number one, from Dynamite Comics. Um, it's funny as shit, right? They got her voice down perfectly. And there's so much um, sexual innuendo that she says through the whole thing, it makes it hilarious. Like, uh, I wish I could find the one that she says, but what was it about? Oh, you know, Kirk's favorite thing that I always put in my games, portals. So Yay, she, portals! She uh, she gets transported back to meet um, Percy Shelley and... Uh, wow, my brain is fucking toast. Yeah, she goes to Lake Geneva, she meets Percy Shelley, she meets um, Mary Shelley and Lord Byron, and there's a vampire lurking in their castle, and so she has to fight the vampire, and yeah, she gets sucked back into another portal after that, and meets Edgar Allan Poe. I was say, that looked like Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> so, it's funny, I mean, she's she's got a lot of innuendo here, and it's just perfect. Um, next one makes no goddamn sense. If you haven't read like Vampirella in a long time, this book will not make any sense to you. So, uh, I read Draculina one and two by dynamite. Also, she's the sister of Vampirella. If you're good reading stories about two people sharing the same body, like old Captain Marvel's or Thor's or whatever, this is kind of the same thing. So there's a young version of Draculina running around, and there's the older version that's going around killing people, and she's an evil bitch, right? She's like this, um, uh, she's like a film star or something like that. So she's in like the she's in the public eye. I think she runs a company too. I don't know what it is. I can't remember. It was a it's a pretty thick story that makes no sense most of the time. <laughs> it is Christopher Priest, so you have to get he does the the long burn. So, you're going to have to read the entire series for it to make sense. Is it good? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. Um, the only thing is, like, the whole switching bodies thing is getting really old. Um, like, the old Draculina is trying to kill the young Draculina, but if she kills the young Draculina, she dies too. So, oh, maybe you should, like, think of the long, the long, <laughs> the long, the big picture of what happens when you do this, you idiot. Am I going to buy more? I don't know. Maybe not. I'm, I don't know. I mean, it's it's good, but it's not like I'm going to go run out and buy it every week or every month. You know? And there's only like 26 variant covers per month. So Dynamite yeah. is horrible with that. And then you also have the store exclusives, mm -hmm. which makes it even worse. Because, <clears throat> yeah. They only limited 500 copies. It's like, well, that's great. I bought one. I bought a $29 shoe. <laughs> so, we'll see if that goes up in value. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. So that's what I had. I had no theme for mine at all. Um, so first one I had is Young Indiana Jones Chronicles from Dark Horse number seven. Um, if you remember, this was an actual TV show at one point, way back in the early 90s when Indiana Jones was super popular. Um, yeah, they based it off of this. Or they based, they based the comic off that show, excuse me. Um, and I haven't seen the show in ages, but I kind of remember some of the characters. And this is a situation where um, it's the old Indiana Jones, like an 80s Indiana the night he's in his 80s correct myself there he's in his 80s and he's telling a story to somebody who uh, was giving a handicapped person a hard time and he's like well you know back in my day and did one of those and it's talking about how he was a soldier in uh, I, I want to say it was Africa it's it's been a couple of days since I read it so forgive me but uh he was a soldier in Africa and um, he kept on disobeying orders, but every time he disobeyed orders, good things happened and they would win the, the battle or whatever. And so he got promoted up to captain and uh, they're running out of ammunition and they have some ammunition across the continent where they have to go. So him and a band of other individuals, go across the continent to retrieve this stuff. Um, and one of the characters they introduced in the TV show was Remy, who happened to be one of Indy's friends, and they portray Remy in this book as well. Um, if you like the Young Adventures of Indiana Jones TV show, check it out. Otherwise, it's probably not going to make a lot of sense. It's just like listening to your grandfather telling a story. So... Um, I'm doing it because I'm just into the Indiana Jones stuff for some reason. But, uh, yeah. Would I go out and pursue these? Probably not. Uh, next up, I have Power Girl number four. Nick actually got me hooked on the Power Girl stuff. I was very anti-Power Girl, and then we read one for uh, our show. And since then, I've been pursuing them a little bit. Good luck, they get expensive. They do. They Especially do. that last issue. Mm-hmm. No, I, I've been watching. But uh, this is just... Every issue I've read is just a lot of fun. Um, she's got a sidekick who they go see movies with, or they go see movies all the time, and um, she's trying to teach her how to become a superhero and uh, <laughs> you know that's Tara from the Teen Titans. Yeah, I couldn't remember her name. Was, they constantly try to bring back Tara as a villain, mm -hmm. as a hero, but it's like no, she's stigma as a villain. Always. We're talking about Judas. Yeah, yeah. Contract. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. They, she says her name, but you don't realize who it is until you see her flying around on a rock, uh -huh. and you're like, oh, I thought she was dead. Um, it's DC. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, um, this little girl got a hold of a book and started reading magical spells out of it, and goblins and all these other creatures, fairy tale creatures, started coming to life. And Power Girl just grabs the book from her 
and closes it, and poof, everything goes back to normal. And uh, <laughs> then she went into her, uh, she was trying to find an apartment, and she was able to find an apartment thanks to her friend who didn't want to release or lease it to the previous uh, person any longer because it was her ex-boyfriend. So, uh, okay, my next one, Green Lantern number 12. And this one is done, that's the current one, this is the current run, by Jeffrey Thorne. The art's done by Tom Rainey and Marco Santucci. Santucci? Santucci? I am not great at pronouncing names. Just laying it out there. I'm not trying to insult anybody there. And I was excited about this issue. The reason I was excited about this issue was because that was the 12-issue run. It's done. It's over with. Come on, new artist. Come on, new writer. Um, and then they have the nerve to threaten you at the end of the book by telling you John Stewart and the Emerald Knight will be back. <laughs> ah. Um, I am a massive Green Lantern fan. Everybody knows this. Grant Morrison's run was more enjoyable to me than this, and I can't stand Grant Morrison's run. I would love to see somebody write a good Green Lantern story. Um, when it first started off, it was kind of cool because Thorne did two different uh, stories. He did one about fate, uh, focusing on John Stewart, and then one focusing on a few other Green Lanterns, and they were in two different locations. And then they can kind of buy the story. This they basically John Stewart's now the more powerful than Ion and can take on the new gods, and I'm just like, no. Just give me standard space creatures. Give me the fights. Give me the drama of how breaking or seeing Carol, whatever they want to do at this moment, or uh, stuff Kyle's girlfriend in another refrigerator or something. I don't care. Just this was not. And the worst part of it was they had... Um, characters from Hawkworld on there. They had, um, I'm trying to think. There's a couple of other planets, and they don't really name them. So you think it's like Hawkman, or you think it's another creature you've seen, and you're like, oh, that's that part. No, that's not what's happening at all. These are just, they're characters floating around in the background that they don't really address at all. But uh, for the 50th time, they've decided to get rid of the Guardians again. So they'll be back at some point. <laughs> um, unless you are a Green Lantern nut like I am, avoid it. All right. So there's a show on Netflix or uh, on Disney Plus now called Moon Knight. Never heard of it. I heard it kind of sucks. Yeah, it, it's not great. Um <laughs> So we were talking about it after one of our last shows, and I'm like, you know, I've never been into Moon Knight, can't really stand the character at all, but the show, which is a reverse for me, actually got me interested enough. I'm like, so where do you recommend I start picking up Moon Knight? 
Nick went to his... I call it Hanky Library. <laughs> his vault. And we'll call it the vault. I, I'm expecting him to hand me one book. No, he hands me, I think it's six of them or something like this. Something like that. Uh, and it's the Houston Finch run. So this was, what was that? It was early, mid-2000s? Yeah. Yeah, it was mid-2000s time frame. 2007. And I started reading it, and I can't put it down. I'm on the second volume. Um, they do a lot of jumping around, which is a little bit confusing because he's in a battle and then all of a sudden it's like a flashback where he's dealing with his former girlfriend and then there's a another thing going on. It's like three stories going on like every third page. So you almost have to read every third page to this is what's going on with Moon Knight. <laughs> this is what's going on with but it's really really good and I'm really enjoying it because I've read some of the older Moon Knight, I'm like, yeah, not for me, not my thing. This was actually really, really good. I know some of the series that have come out since then have been really good, and they make reference to them, those series in the show as well. So if you're really wanting to learn about Moon Knight and kind of figure it all out, definitely check out, I would tell you to check out the Houston Finch run. Uh, it's really great art, good storytelling. Um, and you kind of get a feel for the character. Yeah, I, I had all the issues of the first series, and I, I sold them. Because they were horrible. <laughs> they, they weren't good. <coughs> like, if you want to get into Moon Knight, they don't even express that he has multiple personalities until, like, later on. Right. Like, they brought it up. Like, in those series, he was just three different people running around. Like, these are different identities that he has. Right. Like, Jake Loxley was uh, the, the cabbie. And Mark was the the mercenary, and I don't even want to talk about the third one. I can't stand him. <laughs> Moron. Yeah. Well, he wasn't even like an interesting character. Like Mark was the only one that was actually cool. Like Jake would just go to bars and listen in as for informants. That was all his job was. Kind of like Batman with matches. Yeah, yeah that was it. <laughs> And then they were like, oh, well, he's got split personalities. Well, that's better. But the first series was not good. And everybody's like running out to buy it. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Read it. Don't we'll just do it for value-wise. But that's... Read it and you won't like it. Didn't we read Moon Knight number one? We read... Yeah. Yeah, it was we like did. a True Believers. It was yeah. a True Believers. Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't was good. Not, it was not good. <laughs> but it made me think back. I remember... Because this uh, clearly scarred me. Back in uh, when I was in seventh grade, I had to do a presentation in my English class. And at the time, I was collecting comics. And I got out of them again a little bit later and then got back into them again. But uh, somebody asked me in the class, because I haven't, like, anybody have any questions. And somebody asked me in the class, well, when a movie comes out, like Batman does that increase the value of the comics? And I'm like, well, it can. It just kind of really depends. So this is way before the insane... What we have now? Yes, way before the insaneness that we have now. 
And I remember a kid stood up in the class and started arguing with me about it, telling me that I was incorrect about it. And I now want to hunt the kid down and go, no, I was right. See, <laughs> see, anytime anybody's mentioned their comics go up. Huh? Yeah. This person may show up. And the first appearance was in an Archie comic from blah, blah, blah. That you, the character's now in the Marvel Universe, but the Archie comic one is the one that you have to get. It's just like, no. Well, let's talk about Madam Web real quick. Now that this stupid movie's coming out, they failed with Morbius. Now they're going to fail with Madam Web. Okay, Madam Web is boring as shit. So if you're, if everybody's out there running around trying to find the original appearance of her in The Amazing Spider-Man, which is the old lady version. They're not going to make the old lady version into a movie. They're going to take um, not Jessica Comey. Drew. They're going to take um, the second. What's her name? Just Jennifer Carpenter. Carpenter. Uh, I can't remember her first name. But uh, I know. She, who, yeah, I know who you are. Referring she was the to second that. Spider Woman, who became Madam Web. So why are you running out to find the old lady one? Why don't you go out and try to find the set first appearance of the second Spider Woman, which was like Secret Wars number four or something like that. Mm-hmm. That should be the more important one for you to find. Not the horrible mystic. They're trying to make Doctor Strange in the Sony-verse with Madame Web, which is a horrible idea. And then let's also talk about how stupid it is that they're going to try to make a Midnight Suns movie. Oh, I didn't hear about this. This is the first I've heard of this. It's a rumor that there's a Midnight Suns movie coming out. Because they already have Morbius. They're going to put Ghost Rider in it. They're going to put... Oh, yeah. I remember that. Right when uh, Morbius was first being... Blade. Blade's coming back. So they're thinking about putting them all together. It's like, that's bad. Bad idea. idea. Like... And also, let's just talk about the Illuminati for a second. How dumb of an idea is this? I want it. I hate it. Have you seen who they're 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 putting in the Illuminati? No. Let me just say, uh, there's a certain Captain Carter going to be in the Illuminati. Never mind. There you go. When I think of the Illuminati, I think of Strange and uh, Xavier, Xavier and Namor, Namor. Namor. Yeah, you know, they are obviously the they couldn't do something the... with Iron Man because he's gone now. But I mean, whoever the replaces Spider Man, they're thinking, oh my God, it's Tom. Uh, you know, Tom Cruise. He's going to come back as the evil Tony Stark. Yeah. <sighs> see, I, that's the Illuminati I want to see. I don't want to see... Who do we have available that we can throw in here that... Like, no, 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 no. Yep. They're going to throw, like... Um, in, in, not in humans. They're, they're throwing in humans onto it. They're throwing um, Eternals onto it. They're throwing... All of that. So they're bringing back the Inhumans from the Marvel television show. Black Bolt from the show is going to be back on it. Who I actually like as Captain Pike on Star Trek Discovery. I did not like him as Black Bolt, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hopefully, I, it's all just a rumor. I think it's they're just going to take all these. St- Ideas that don't that work in comics that aren't going to work on film, and the Illuminati is one of them that I just can't stand. In even in the book, like I think it's a bad idea. Like I would rather have like the League of Richards, you know, the, the, the that League would of probably Reeds, be better. Like the thousands of evil Reed Richards running around the universe, than 
the Illuminati. Cause, Where they talk to each other and they're like, hey, I'm going to do this. Well, yeah. I'm going to stop you. you know, and... I just think it's a bad idea. I think uh, you're going to dive down a hole that just doesn't make any sense. Just to bring the X-Men in, you can do that another way. So, question. Because maybe I'm thinking wrong. But as you guys know, I just finished reading Planet Hulk. Now, before I read it, I remember somebody saying that the Illuminati is the, or reading somewhere that the Illuminati is who sent him into space. Right. Reed is the one that leaves the message for him and saying, hey, buddy, we love you. You just need to be off planet. Reed's not a part of the Illuminati. The only person in the Illuminati that really, I mean, I guess the Illuminati, there is a portion that they did kind of talk about what they were going to do with him. But it, it always looked like it was the Fantastic Four that's the one that actually initiated the whole thing. So he should be pissed off at them, and it was not the Illuminati. The Illuminati just planted the idea, right? Right. Am I wrong? No, the Fantastic Four sent him off into space. It, yeah, that's that's the whole like this like overarching like three guys control the entire Marvel universe. Yeah, Reed is there. Yeah. But which Reed? There's only like a million of them. Yeah. Do you want the Reed that stole, that Xavier stole his helmet from? (laughs) No. But. Did anybody see Morbius? I did not. I did see the Batman, though. Is that the same movie? No. No. <laughs> no. It's got Jared Leto in it. I'm pretty sure he comes back in both of them. Uh, I thought that's who that was at the end, but I'm not sure, and I'm hoping no. it's not. It's not Jared Leto. <clears throat> so. Yeah. You seen the Batman yet? No. No spoilers, then? No. Sorry. Just, you have to see it. Oh, I'm planning on it. It comes out on DVD in a couple of weeks, and... I can buy it for like 25 bucks, which would have been the price of one ticket and then the, what other hundred dollars with popcorn and for the family you, to see you it. You don't have a friend that gave you their login for HBO Max? No. No. I don't know who that was. All right. So that was a, that's a good episode, right? We're good for that? Yeah, we're good. All right. So we'll talk to you guys in the next uh, couple of weeks. All right. See you. See you. Bye. Bye.